0: welcome back to real talk sports with rico i will be your host today uh today we are talking about uh basically the nfl season here i know we've been gone here for a couple weeks but we're back on air here and uh we'll go ahead and pump out a show as uh once again today we're talking about uh this week here in the nfl and then we'll be moving into a little bit of nba topics as well that have been brewing here uh over the season so without further ado let's go ahead and jump into the scores and uh pretty much go over the scores that have happened here for week 12 uh starting back here with the thanksgiving day games here um, the chicago bears beat the detroit lions 16 to 14 in this one here came down to the end here um, pretty much you know the detroit lions have been pretty terrible throughout the year here andy dalton steps in gets a critical win uh, the bears win 16 14 there i think probably the game of the thursday uh afternoon games actually was probably the las vegas and the uh, dallas cowboys game here 36 33 this was absolutely a good game here went back and forth vegas now moves to six and five third in the afc west uh, dallas still sitting uh at the top of the nfc east at seven and four um you know sitting first place there but another tough loss here for the cowboys here is that's back-to-back losses there um Derek Carr threw for 373 and a touchdown in this one. Uh, Dak Prescott, 375 and two touchdowns, but um, really didn't get anything going on the ground. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott only had 25 yards and uh, Tony Pollard on the ground only had, excuse me, 36 yards. So um, they struggled. And then on the other side of the ball, Henry uh, Renfor and Deshaun Jackson had very good games. Uh, Deshaun Jackson had a touchdown, 102 yards on three receptions, and eight for 134 uh, there for Hunter Renfro. So he looked pretty good, and uh, the Raiders continue to keep winning, and a tough one there for the Cowboys. Uh Next up, there pretty much the blowout of the day was the Buffalo Bills and New Orleans Saints here. Not a lot of talked about there. I think like 20 starters missed for New Orleans here. Uh, Buffalo pretty much handled it to New Orleans there, 31 to six here. Uh, Buffalo continues to keep rolling here um, in the AFC. Is there now seven and four, second in the AFC West, and New Orleans falls to five and six here in the uh, NFC uh, South so next up there you had the um the pittsburgh Steelers versus the cincinnati Bengals here uh first time i think in uh i think a long time cincinnati had beaten pittsburgh i think three times here um and they beat them you know on sunday 41 to 10 uh not a lot to talk about with pittsburgh here this was all cincinnati here um, Joe Burrow there had a very very good game, uh, 20 for 24, 190 and a touchdown and in INT. Um, didn't get sacked very much there, but you know Joe Mixon had 165 yards and two touchdowns. T. Higgins had six for 114 and a touchdown as well. Um, pretty much the Bengals were able to do anything that they needed to do. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, Ben Roethlisberger 24 for 41. Uh, one touchdown, but did had two, but did have two ints there as well. So uh, Pittsburgh continues to struggle as their record is five and five, and Cincinnati is now seven and four as they are uh, second there in the AFC North. Next up, you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and you have the Indianapolis Colts here. Uh, Tampa Bay coming back to win this football game, thirty-eight to thirty-one. They were down there late. Uh, got four touchdowns here from Leonard Fournette here. Uh, the four touchdowns for him. Uh, he had 17 rushes, 100 yards, three touchdowns on the ground, and then had a touchdown in the air as well. You had Rob Grokowski go for seven for 123. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, Carson Wentz, three touchdowns, but did have two INTs there. Jonathan Taylor, 16 for 83 and a touchdown for him. Um, now you're looking at, uh, let's see, Tampa Bay is eight and three, first in the NFC South and six and six for the indianapolis coats in the afc south so still holding the float there uh even though they they take a tough loss there at home next up you have new england pretty much thumping tennessee 36-13 to in this one um even though tennessee loses this game they've got a lot of injuries um, noted that they don't have derrick henry they didn't have aj brown they don't have julio jones uh, but they're still eight and four. Eight and four, first in the AFC South. And how about New-, New England here in the way that they've been able to turn it around with Matt Jones? Eight and four, they're first in the AFC East here. Uh, looking really really good here another strong game for Mac Jones as he goes uh, 23 for 32 two touchdowns here really starting to see now uh, why he was sought after here in the draft and why a lot of people thought that for sure he was a franchise quarterback Um, you know I knew he was a game manager when he was in Alabama but uh, he's definitely showed that he can transition to a pro system and um, be very good Next up, you have the New York Giants versus the Philadelphia Eagles here. Not a lot of offense in this one. 13-7. New York wins this game. Um, And that's a surprise there, considering that they just fired Jason Garrett, their offensive coordinator here. Uh, Philadelphia quite as has kept their second in the NFC East at 5-7. New York 4-7 here. Um, So a tough one there for the Eagles here as they take a loss um, in New York. Next up, you have the the Atlanta Falcons versus the Jacksonville Jaguars here. Atlanta, after being shut out here a week ago, coming back, winning this game 21-14 to here. Um, a strong effort here from um, Clark Patterson there. He had uh, 16 rushes for 108 yards and two touchdowns here. Um, for Patterson, and then you look at Matt Ryan, he had a 19 of 29 effort, 190, had a touchdown, did have an INT there as well, um, so really, you know, pretty much the performance of the game had to go to uh, to Patterson there, he pretty much carried Atlanta, he's been carrying them as of late, uh, did, I believe, miss last week, so um, able to come back here and help Atlanta get a win here next up you have the new york jets versus the houston texans here in um, this one this was a shocker i thought the texans would win this game um, you know they were already down a couple quarterbacks here and um, yeah they, they ended up losing this thing 21 to 14 here zach wilson steps in uh gets him a win didn't throw a touchdown but did have an int here um, got help from Trevon Coleman on the ground there. Uh, Austin Walters scored on the ground. Uh, Zach Wilson did run it in and get a touchdown as well. Um, and that was really enough there to pretty much hold off the Texans here. Tyrod Taylor, 17 of 26, two touchdowns and an in INT um, as the Texans lose yet again. Next up, you have the los angeles chargers versus the denver broncos um the story of this game here is the broncos obviously they win 28 to 13 here they moved to six and five uh the chargers fall to six and five but um teddy bridgewater was knocked out of the game had to come back with a lower leg injury um got it done got the win there uh, did throw a touchdown, only 129 yards. He got good contributions here from Melvin Gordon, 17 for 83. Uh, Javante Williams, 14 for 54. Had a touchdown there. Um, and Teddy Bridge rushed a rush for a touchdown too. But on the other side of the ball, you had Justin Hubert here. Threw two INTs here. And I believe, uh, as history shows, I think they're 0-5 when he throws for two INTs. So... A tough one there, um, you know. When he starts to turn the football over, uh, the Chargers definitely struggle here, as they have fallen to uh, six and uh, and five now. Next up, you have the uh, game of the of the week, supposedly here, and that was the Los Angeles Rams with the Green Bay Packers here. Um, the Packers won 36 to 28 here. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams continue to slide here, as they're now seven and four here in the NFC West um and again they take another loss and when you look at this one um the good thing here if you're a rams fan is the fact that you get odell beckham going he had five receptions 81 yards and a touchdown there uh matthew stafford 21 of 38 three touchdowns did have an int but the flip side here is that aaron Rodgers was able to do anything that he wanted to to the defense there uh, 28 of 45, 307, two touchdowns here. AJ Dillon rushed for 69 yards. You had Aaron Jones rush for 23 yards. Uh, Devontae Adams was pretty much unstoppable, eight for 104 for him. Randall Cobb four for 95 for him. Um, yeah, so I mean, essentially that was the ball game there. I mean, the Rams just could not stop the Packers and um very surprising here um you know because I think that the calling card here for the Rams lately has been the fact that they've had a good defense um and they've really struggled as of late here and I think that if they're going to progress and if they're going to get to the Super Bowl or even deep in the playoffs they're gonna have to get some stops next up you have the San Francisco 49ers versus the Minnesota Vikings here uh San Francisco winning 34 to 26 um And quiet as it's kept, the San Francisco 49ers are now 6-5, third in the NFC West here. Um, Looking pretty good behind Jimmy Garoppolo. Not a whole bunch of talk now about Trey Lance. Um, he was 17 to 26. He did have an INT, but he also had a touchdown there. Uh, they get Eli Mitchell back going again. You know, he had the shoulder injuries and some other things like that. He rushed 27 times for 133 yards and a touchdown for him. We got Samuel, 6 for 66 for him. Um, Brandon Ayuk, 3 receptions, 91 yards here. Um, so he's starting to really get that rollback that he had last year as well. So, Qantas is kept... Um, you know, the 49ers are really, really looking good in this thing. Um, I think you're encouraged moving forward if you're a 49ers fan here. Uh, again, they're 6-5 here and moving into an important game here next week to hopefully push them um, to that 7-win mark. Next up here, you had Sunday Night Football. You had the Baltimore Ravens versus the Cleveland Browns here. Browns take another tough, uh, loss here. Uh, the Ravens are eight and three, uh, putting up 16 points here on a tough Browns defense here. I think the story of the game here is probably what Baker Mayfield was not able to do here. He was 18 of 37, 247, didn't have a touchdown here, but when you read some of the comments that are coming out really after the fact that, you know, he just didn't want to throw the football down the field. Um, I think it's been reported that he does have a, a fractured left shoulder, so it's on his non-throwing shoulder. Um, you know, to Baker Mayfield's credit, uh, he's doing everything that he can do to play from a week-to-week basis. Um, you know, Odell Beckham kind of you know put that out there publicly before they let him go, so. Um, You know, it's a tough situation here, I think, if you're a Cleveland fan, uh, because I think your quarterback's doing everything he can. You know, unfortunately, uh, the passing game's been pretty anemic here, even though Jarvis Landry did have 111 yards, but... Um, they still really struggled to throw the football down the field. And then on top of that, you look what the Ravens were able to do um, from the defensive standpoint here. Nick Chubbs only had 16 yards, Kareem Hunt, uh, just 20 yards here. So this it, it, pretty much once you dismantle the running game here, that takes away the play action there for Cleveland. Um, and they really struggle from there. So, you know, on top of that, Lamar Jackson didn't play uh, well you know he had four turnovers four ints in this one did have a touchdown uh rushed 17 times for 68 yards here but uh they still get the win uh still take care of business here so eight and three and uh the browns here continue to slide at uh, six and six and then uh lastly we have tonight's game playing right now monday night football actually a pretty good one here with the washington football team and the seattle seahawks nine nine uh, Washington third and one at the Seattle 34 right now so they're driving here so um, interesting very interesting game here um, you know I think this is a situation where um, you know I I, man I don't know who to pick here I, I like Washington a lot um, I think they can win this football game but it's looking like this might be uh, a, a last second drive or it might come down to a field goal here to win this game so Um, very entertaining if you are taking a look at this one i think both defenses are playing very well hard hitting um tough to kind of get the 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 passing game going here some some classic football being played there so um definitely a game where i think it may come down to a field goal here and so with that being said that kind of takes us out of the nfl and then over into the nba and some of the topics that i definitely wanted to talk about here is um I've been hearing, you know, definitely that there's some trade rumors here, possibly for Ben Simmons and the whole Jeremy Grant situation there um, that plays there in Detroit. And, you know, I know that I guess the Sixers haven't, you know, pulled the deal yet or pushed that deal. But, you know, I think that that's a situation that for sure um, I think that the Sixers should explore that. I like Jeremy Grant a lot. I think that Jeremy Grant can score in every way possible. I mean, he can drive the lane. Um, He can shoot it. Um, He can actually play as a big as well. Um, He can handle the ball too. Um, I think you put that with Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid, um, Tyrese Maxey, you know, Thibault. These guys, and I think you have a winning, a winning culture here. And I think that if you were to ship Ben Simmons over to uh, Philadelphia, you know, maybe that gives him a fresh start. Um, it gives him uh, an opportunity to pretty much, uh, you know, have the ball in his hands. And you know, he has shooters alongside of him with the, the young guy Cunningham here as well. Um, and maybe they can build around that, but you know i think that just weighing in i I think that that's a terrific deal um you know i'm hoping that you know the sixers do explore that deal um and that's really one of the things that i kind of wanted to throw out there here um next up i want to kind of talk a little bit here um about some of the injuries here that are going on here uh you got joe harris here uh to undergo ankle surgery he's looking to miss about uh one to two months here um you have Michael Porter Jr. Um, set to miss the entire season now. Here is there, there had been reports that he had had something going on in the back, um, you know, and it's a tough situation there for him because he really probably could have been the top pick in the draft the year he came out, but a lot of teams passed on him because he had got a major back surgery and he had missed an entire year, and then you know this was the year. You know, you certainly thought that he was going to elevate, especially with uh, Jamal Murray being out. And then, you know, he had a back situation, didn't respond very well to the treatment. And now they're saying he's out for the entire season there. That's a tough blow. And then you look at John Morant, as well as he's played over the first couple weeks, he's out with a knee sprain as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, so the injuries, they don't stop coming. They do not stop coming here. Um, And some tough injuries, too, because I want to go back to, you know, what's going on with the Joe Harris situation. I think that this is significant because they're already without Kyrie Irving. They're still trying to find themselves with, you know, what is the starting lineup there as well. Um, And when you look at that situation and you look at the Nets here, you know, I I really don't see the Nets being as good as what a lot of people think thought they were going to be at this standpoint. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of people felt like, you know, the Nets were going to be this this major, major favorite here um to win it all. And I I just I can't see it right now. I mean I know that they're sitting up there, they're currently it looks like first year in the East at 14 and 6, but I think that this team this year is probably not as good as they were last year. Um, right now you have Miami at 13 and seven Uh, just beat up on my Bulls here Um, like I think that they're going to be tough to contend with with Kyle Lowry over there you got Bam over there you got Tyler Hero probably playing some of his best ball coming off the bench Um, and Washington sitting third here I know a lot of people were thinking you know Washington wasn't going to be uh, they were going to be better but they didn't certainly think that they were going to be this good Um, but when you look at what they got to me out of the whole trade situation, when they traded, uh, Russell Westbrook here, I love the fact that you get a guy like Cal Kuzma over there. Um, you know what you get with Clodwell Pope, um, you know, he's going to be a great shooter. He's going to lock in on the defensive end there. Um... You know, they have Aaron Holiday over there now. They had Spencer Dinwiddie uh, come over there. I've liked his game a lot. You have Daniel um, Garford who came over from the Bulls here. You, you get Montrezl Harrell over there. Um, so, you know, as is kept here. Um, this unit, really what they have now, and they don't even have Thomas Bryant back yet too. And I think once they do get him there, um you know i think washington's only going to get better here but it is very surprising that they're sitting third um currently right now in the east here uh ranked 19th in points scored seventh in rebounds here um not liking their three-point percentages they're only at 28 percent here but um you know again i I think that gets better especially once they get thomas bryant back i know he's a big man but uh he does shoot the ball well Um, Next up here, you know, I'm looking at at, at Milwaukee, Chicago here. Look, Milwaukee's fourth, Chicago fifth. Chicago, to me, I I knew that they were going to be a top five team, certainly. But for them to elevate and really get into that top three tier, and maybe actually challenge to get out of the East here, they're going to have to learn how to win some games against the Milwaukee's, the Miami's, uh, the Brooklyn's, the Phillies uh the bostons like those tough games like when you can dominate those type of games that really solidifies yourself as a top contender here in the east and i think uh you know looking at some of their game tape right now a lot of teams are starting to lock in play a lot of uh zone on them and actually trying to make them shoot the ball a little bit more um that's going to be interesting i know that they do have kobe white back um You know, they're getting some good minutes here uh, with Alex Caruso and everything like that. Um, You know, I just think at some point, you know, maybe the Bulls look to to possibly go out there and get themselves like just a a knockdown sharpshooter. Um, You know, don't get me wrong, they're great as they are right now, but, you know, I think once that buyout market comes, if they can hold on there, they might find a shooter. And I think that that's going to be critical for them down the stretch here. Um some of my surprises right now and I I mean I'm really not surprised with where Philly's at I mean they're eighth in the east here at 11 and 10 um look listen I, I mean Tobias Harris has missed a ton of time um you know Joel Embiid's missed a ton of time they've had the drama going on with Ben Simmons Uh, The lineups have have certainly changed there. Um, And you have to take your hats off to to Doc Rivers. I think he's doing a terrific job based off what they have here. To be 11-10 right now, uh, to be 8th in the East, I think that it's only going to get better for them um, as guys get healthy, as guys are able to play on the floor a little bit more. Um, I'm not saying that Philly's going to be there at the end, but I think they're a lot better than the 8th seed. Uh, next up the New York Knicks they're 11-9 and, and they're 7th in the East here to me I thought that that was a surprise uh, I thought the Knicks were going to be a lot better um, you know they, they went out there and they got them a shooter at Evan Fournier, or Fournier. Um, you know Derek Rose is back in house there he's playing well uh, you know what Julius Randle can do uh, This was the year that they really thought That R.J. Barrett was going to take some steps forward here um, A lot of people thought that they were going to make some noise Once they got Kemba Walker over there And it's reported now that he's now out of the rotation here um, So that's, that's very interesting Very interesting And you look at this They're actually pretty good from shooting the three-pointers uh, You know, they're fifth percentage-wise here Um, but they struggle from just raw field goal percentage here. They're just not taking advantage of a lot of opportunities there, um, inside of the three point line, which is interesting to me. Um, you know, but it's shooting at 43.8% here, um, with the roster that they have. Um, it's shocking right now that the Knicks are struggling the way that they are, especially since they get Mitchell Robinson. He's back, um, Taj Gibson, I've always loved Taj's game. Um, Obi Toppin, I thought, has taken a step forward. And so has Emmanuel quickly as well. Um, so for them to be 7th in the West here, I, I know it's just it's still early, but I, I thought that they would be um, a lot better, uh, especially since that they you know took a major step forward here last season. So I'm curious to see what the Knicks do. Um, you know, Hopefully they're able to kind of put it together as well. Um you know kind of down the stretch here or this next uh run of games here as we start to head into the uh the christmas and obviously into the all-star break at some point as well um next up you, you know i like where the hornets are at 13 and 9 sitting 6 here in the east um you know situation here where we knew that they were good last year um it was going to be a, a step of you know where could they go with bridges and Lamelo ball I think certainly they've answered that question um, that they are going to certainly start to contend for playoff spots and make deep runs here. So I like where they're at at this point in time. Uh, You have to take your hats off to Michael Jordan the way that they've kind of assembled this team. Um, love the fact that they actually took the time to actually put it together there um, and take the summer um, to actually get good, you know, together. I think there was a report where they got together collectively as a, a group and, and worked out and everything like that. So uh, kudos to that that team. So next up, we'll shift focus here and we look at the West. Um, you know, to me, Golden State, number one, I had been saying that Golden State was going to be good for a while mm-hmm. Um, I could see that coming. You know, I just felt that even though Golden State struggled the last couple of years, now what you're seeing is now everybody's healthy, they're getting clay back, and you're seeing guys like Jordan Poole and all those guys who had to play major roles in major minutes are now able to slide back into their um, their 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 role that they were gonna have essentially if they were healthy, which was you know, role players coming off the bench, um, you know, and and providing a scoring punch that we've always seen with Golden State. And now you're seeing the Golden State of the old where they're able to separate themselves in the third quarter. Uh Draymond's looking a lot like he was uh you know three, four years ago. Um Steph is looking terrific. They're only gonna get better when they get clay back. Uh, you still have Jamie Wiseman coming back. Uh, this team drafted well with Kaminga and Moody. Um, this team is very deep. They got Ico Dollar back. This is a scary, 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 scary Golden State team. Um, and they are coming for the house, I believe. So to me, I think Golden State is my favorite, really, to come out of the West. Um, as long as they're healthy. Um, I think that they are going to be my favorite to come out of the West. Next up, you have the Phoenix Suns. I think that they picked up right where they left off, winning like 15-16 in a row. They've looked great, 17-3. Hats off to them, especially with all the controversies going on over there. Uh, Utah 13 and 7. I know they're third. They finished top in the West. I like where they are right now. I think Donovan Mitchell and those guys um, have played very well. You have Jordan Clarkson still coming off the bench here. Um, you know, to me, I think it's always going to come down to Conley, his health. Um, if that backcourt is healthy, then they're going to, I, I think, make a deep run and, and probably give some teams some trouble. But last year, what hurt them was Conley's injuries. Uh, Dallas at fourth is a little bit of a shocker to me, uh, considering the fact that uh, they still haven't really addressed anything um, outside of Luka Doncic. I love the way Brunson has played, but now he's injured. Uh, has not really stepped up the way that I think a lot of people anticipated. He has helped them out somewhat. Um, but he's been injured. You know, he he missed some games to the back. I don't think Dallas sustains that. I I do think that they're they're going to make the playoffs, but I don't think that they're going to go anywhere, uh, just to the simple fact that they still need to get some, some help there for Luka Dogic. Uh, the Clippers at, uh, six, you got Portland, Minnesota, and you got the Lakers at eight. Um, the Clippers probably are where we thought they would be at this point in time. Um, there's a possibility of reports that say that they could get back um, Kawhi at some point here. Um, it's going to be an uphill battle for the Clippers. I mean, without Kawhi, it, it really is. I mean, yes, they have pretty much the same roster yeah they got some some young guys that are playing a little bit more you know with Terrence Mann and those guys like that but I think it's going to be an uphill battle for them to really compete with a Golden State a Phoenix a Utah um as is as is you know and I know if anybody's going to squeeze talent out of a roster it's Tyler um so I hope you know that I'm wrong here but I, I think it's going to be an uphill battle here for the Clippers Portland I don't like where they're at at all um Uh, one could say they're finally starting to come together but I don't like the fact that Dame has really struggled here I don't think that they have really found um, a way to kind of keep him involved the way he has been over the last couple years Um, the health of Nurkic is very concerning to me I think that once the big man goes down they struggle there Um, if CJ McCollum happens to go down this team struggles there um Norman Powell, I feel like if he goes down, they struggle too. So to me, they just really they they haven't found enough pieces around Dane. He's struggling right now uh, to kind of find the offense in the field um uh, for himself here. So I'm not really liking Portland long term here. Uh Minnesota 10 and 10. Uh you know what I? For them, I don't see them making it, especially once Memphis gets John Morant back here. Um, you know, I see John Morant and those guys making a run here. They're they're in ninth currently. I think that they're going to make a push. um Denver, they're right behind them. Uh, I definitely see those two teams making a push here and getting into the playoff picture. And when I look at the Lakers here at 11 absolutely struggling uh, they've looked horrible at this point in time. Um, it seems to be not working out right now with the Russell Westbrook situation. Um, I, I don't know if they've got to you know readjust lineups uh, you know put some guys in some different units. I, I'm not sure what it, it's going to take here but they haven't looked good. Um, injuries have certainly hit them you know they lost LeBron for a while uh, now he's back. Uh, Anthony Davis was a little hobbled out there as well. Um, you know, Trevor Ariza; those guys missed a bunch of time. Kendrick Nunn. Um, you know, they really miss Alex Caruso there in free agency. Uh, Russell Westbrook really hasn't looked comfortable. Um, you know, they've got to try to find a way for him to be more of an off the ball slasher type player uh, versus kind of having the ball in his hands and kind of running the offense there. So. Um, yeah it's it's a tough situation here and it's it's like they're losing games and that's even with uh, Russell Westbrook and LeBron like having triple doubles so um, that's very very tough to really kind of analyze and kind of look at it with the Lakers. I just think that they have so many issues and it, I, you hate to say that the Lakers will not make the playoffs, but with Memphis and Denver behind them, i'm not sure i i just i i are they better than portland are they better than the clippers i don't think so i don't even think they're better than dallas at this point even with all the star power that they have so it's going to be an uphill battle for them just to retain the eighth seed um in the west and so with that being said um you know it's kind of my thoughts and opinions here on the um nba eastern conference and west western conference as well we talked a little bit here about the nfl this week as well and so we'll be back for another show i just want to thank all our sponsors out there i want to thank sponsor for or i want to thank anchor for being our platform and uh, we'll be back for another show thanks a lot